Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Grant. I have a story Ooh. for you. Oh, shoot. Okay. I promise mine is better. <laughs> it definitely is. So I show up to work today around 7 o'clock. Uh-huh. And I go in and uh, go to my desk as I normally would. And a few other people showed up. Just, uh, they basically, they, they parked right when I parked as well. So there were like three other people there. And we're all doing our stuff. And then uh, another curriculum developer that I work with, they say, huh, was was the warehouse like changing out computers or something? And we're all like, I don't know. Beats me. Uh, and, he said, and they said, uh, well, my computer isn't here. And we say, huh, that's odd. Maybe you should go down and talk to Tina, our office manager person who helps out, who, you know, is kind of sort of manages stuff with the warehouse and would be aware if something was happening like this. So they go down and uh, Tina says, no, I, I don't know anything about this. And so we uh, give things another good look. Uh, this particular curriculum developer was using a Mac Mini. I would say about half the office uses Mac Minis and half use PCs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we look around and we realize, huh, several people don't have Mac Minis, about eight of them. Oh, God. And then it doesn't take too long until we find someone's desk in another part of the office, just on the other side of the wall, uh, away from the curriculum side where someone's desk had sort of been messed up. And then we kind of put two and two together, and everybody remembers, oh, that's right. Uh, Tina also sent out an email Saturday night because they got a note that the alarm went off, but when whoever showed up to check it out, you know, nobody was there, nothing seemed wrong. But evidently, we got robbed. Uh, and they managed to get away with about eight Mac Minis and one of our artists' iMac. Uh, oh, God. And that, like, we assume that just, like, the way that the alarm system works is... If the area is breached, then I think it's sort of a silent trigger alarm for like mm-hmm. a minute or two, and then it starts going off, and the police are called because there's like a wow. there's a grace period where like oh someone accidentally messed up um, mm-hmm. and went yeah. and went in they should be able to call the alarm company and give them a mm-hmm. super secret password thing to say hey no it's cool I'm I, it's fine that I'm here sorry I messed up the thing or whatever. Yeah. And that didn't happen, but the, like when all that was taken were Mac minis, which are very small, <laughs> as mm-hmm. the name implies, and they are buried in people's desks, uh, nobody noticed until people started showing up and we realized they were gone. So uh, that was uh, the majority of the morning was spent dealing with the repercussions of that. Like I wasn't affected. Uh, a lot, uh, like most people were not directly affected by it because they only got away with about eight computers. Mm-hmm. But it still meant that you know everybody had to change all their passwords and just all this stuff mm-hmm. just had to happen. So yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, you, we have different definitions of fun. I would say a nightmare. Well, it was, it was really okay. funny because, I mean, it's not a nightmare. Like, I, I was sort of, like, obviously happy that none of my stuff got stolen because I use a lot of my own stuff at work. Yeah. Um, 
and luckily none of that was taken. I think that they just went for the Apple stuff because that's what they assumed would have any value. The the mm-hmm. irony being that, well, two levels of irony. First level of irony, all these Mac minis were from like, like they're all 2014 Mac minis. So they're six years old. Say, like they, they originally cost yeah. probably around $500. They're maybe worth one or $200 at most. Um, second level of irony everybody was complaining everybody who had a Mac Mini was complaining about the fact that they had six year old Mac Minis that weren't very good and we had a whole <laughs> big stack of brand new Mac Minis that we're going to roll out in the next couple weeks uh, just sitting down oh, in the nice. warehouse uh, so I bet that got expedited no it didn't <laughs> Oh, I think they okay. were I think they're mainly for the developers because all the developers mm. uh, use Macs as well um, but in either case, it, it was funny. Like I was, I was just, you know, I mean, I was a little weirded out at first. Uh, I mean, I kind of, because I was one of the few people there early in the morning, I was trying to help be part of the communication effort as new people came in and whether they had to deal with a situation or not, um, try and communicate. Oh, like, you know, the police came, we called in a police report and stuff and anybody mm-hmm. who's had stuff messed with their desk, we just told them they couldn't work at their desk until the police had come around and taken pictures of whatever they wanted to take pictures of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was kind of hanging out at my desk when uh, one of my one of the higher ups, Jason, whose desk is near me, he comes in, and someone says, "Jason, we were robbed this weekend," and his response was, "Oh, really?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he's like you know, a, that's, like he's a dad in his early forties. Like it's a very <laughs> that's also the reaction of response. someone who knows that the company has insurance. Well, yeah, I mean, like he like he looked around and nothing was obviously off. Like that was the thing. If yeah, if people weren't paying attention, it could have gone unnoticed for even longer. Like the only mm-hmm. obvious one visually was the iMac. And that was right by my desk, and I didn't even notice until I was looking around for stuff that was taken. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I looked behind me, and I was like, oh, yeah, that iMac is gone. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, quite the start to a week. It's kind of concerning to me that the whatever protocol is in place with the alarm company, that that didn't result in them noticing that things were stolen. Well, it's not the alarm company's job to come inspect stuff. It's our job to show yeah. up. And uh, but it's so it's troubling that no one showed up and I don't know. Well, I think I I mean I don't know much about it. There are a few people who are sort of who get called in such situations and are expected yeah. to show up. And mm-hmm. so one of them showed up and the police showed up as they would and they probably just check stuff out and since there was yeah. no like there were really only two desks that apparently had anything clearly awry with them, but that was in just a, one particular part of the office. And I just think that there was so much stuff still there that like, it would have been hard at whatever, 11 p.m. on a Saturday to go through mm-hmm. and easily confirm what was or wasn't there. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, okay. I'm sure that this will inform a lot of stuff. Like, we also didn't have cameras in the office, so I'm sure that will be rectified mm-hmm. soon. Um, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that there will be a lot of quick changes that will be made. But, yeah. If, but as always, the likelihood that any of this stuff happens to anyone in particular is unlikely. 
it's unlikely to happen again. Um, all that sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. it happened. So, wow, yeah, that really puts my tragedy of the weekend in some perspective. <laughs> I mean, again, it, like you said, though, it's it's a it's for a company. Like, we're fine. We already had the company like we, has insurance. I'm like, sure. I think the only thing that we already had a stack of old Mac Mini still lying around as well. So I think everybody who had yeah. one stolen got to start working. It was only the artist who showed up and her computer was gone and we didn't just have another high-end iMac just chilling out so they had to order a new mm-hmm. one yeah but that's honestly whatever so the next question i have is yeah you can probably share this does your company like the people who had computers stolen is their data backed up somehow because to me that's almost yeah. like the more so the big, valuable well, part the bigger issue is not the data it's the fact i mean we weren't too concerned about some petty thief who just you know went off with whatever mac minis they could carry yeah um that they're going to do anything with the data uh, and so I'm very unconcerned. Almost everybody uses like almost everything is on Google drive. I think okay. like almost everybody uses that. Very few mm-hmm. people probably use their hard drives for anything of necessity. I certainly yeah. don't. I think almost everything except for whatever's in my downloads folder gets filed away into Dropbox somewhere. If I'm doing it like on my computer or it goes into Google drive, if it's something that needs to be easily shared with other people. Okay. So the bigger issue was more people keep like changing all their passwords and everything mm-hmm. than any lost work. Because I'm just I'm just thinking about like I know I have coworkers who they have been told multiple times to not keep anything like on their hard drive and put everything on somehow backed up. Yeah. Places and yet they don't. And today we had a a time where one of these people was out of the office and someone needed to access their information and they just couldn't mm-hmm. because it's not on a, it wasn't anywhere. And it was kind of another moment of like, yeah, like if your computer got stolen or like something happened, like you have a lot of important data or whatever that we'd just be like dead in the water on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that was a really exciting start to your day, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like I said, luckily it didn't personally affect me uh, because had they had more time or taken different stuff, like easy targets would have been laptops. Several people, including myself, had laptops, typically personal ones, Mm -hmm. just chilling out. And luckily none of them got taken. Uh, But if mine had, like, that would have really sucked. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think I would have had much recourse in that situation company's not responsible for my laptop that i leave around mm-hmm. so wow but it's all uh as squared away as it can be okay yeah. that's good at least <laughs> yep so what about you oh i'm doing well right now do you want to hear about my weekend tragedy though yeah of course um so, uh, no, nah, I won't draw it out. So this weekend, um, or I guess over the past couple weeks, I've had a couple bulbs burn out in my bathroom. And so in my bathroom, I have this stupid light fixture that I absolutely hate that has six of those like big four inch spherical bulbs, 
like decorative bulbs in it. Um, and that's like the main light in my, ba- or I think the only light in my bathroom. And so two of them have burned out. And so this weekend I was like, okay, two of them are burned out. I should just go out and buy some more. I got to figure out what types they are. And so I like shut off all the lights. So the bulbs weren't hot or anything because they're incandescent bulbs. Mm-hmm. And so I unscrew them, take them to another room, look at them. I figure out what kind they are. I take pictures so I like can find them at the store. And I go back to the bathroom and I'm screwing these two bulbs back into the freaking light fixture. And I drop both of them. Both of the dead ones? Yes. Oh, okay. Which, like, okay, I dropped dead light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. The problem is that these are four-inch glass spheres, and I dropped both of them oh, okay. on I was, a I wasn't, countertop. I wasn't properly uh, envisioning these. Yeah. yeah I, I'm with you now. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so the first one scared the crap out of me, and then I dropped the second one. Um <laughs> And I was they, just picturing you just like holding these two light bulbs simultaneously screwing them in and then you just like sneezed and dropped them both or something. <laughs> no, no. The first one like slipped out of my hand I'm accidentally. Not sure which is funnier. <laughs> and the it hitting the countertop underneath me that I was kneeling on scared the living daylights out of me because it was dark. I knew it was going to happen. The other one like, the wall. I was like, oh, crap. No, and then the other one slipped out of my hand, and the same thing happened, except this one hit the faucet of the sink. So it didn't just shatter all across the countertop and into my sink. It shattered all across the entire room. Yeah. And so my bathroom isn't a big place, but it's – I live in a decent enough apartment that it you can, like, walk around in my bathroom. Boy, I sound fancy there. I can walk around <laughs> in my bathroom. I don't know if I sound fancy or not, but, like – there was a lot of glass in a lot of places, pretty much covering the floor of my bathroom. And so I had a bit of an adventure uh, on Sunday night Ugh. with figuring out how to clean up glass in my bathroom. And like, I thought that I was really good at cleaning up glass, but I noticed very quickly that my only experience cleaning up glass has been in a laboratory setting where the glass is always on hard flat surfaces and is always quite contained and so i've never had to deal with like glass filled bath mats Uh and like glass in my bathtub and like glass behind my toilet and like just all over the place and so it was just a mess and it took forever to clean up and i was really frustrated by the end of it because like there were so many easier solutions that would have prevented this problem like using another light in the room so that i could see where i was screwing in the bulbs yeah so i didn't drop the first one and then scare myself and drop the second one and so i was just but long story short cleaned up all the glass it only took me an hour Mm -hmm. it was just frustrating that's really the only problem that it was i didn't cut myself i was safe good um and get your ppe think Yes, I did actually. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I did. That's kind of sad now that I'm thinking about all the PPE I used while I was doing this. But yes, um, I put on. Yeah, I was wearing rubber gloves and everything the whole nine yards. Like actually. Yes, actually. Oh, wow. I was double gloving it too. I would have put on tennis shoes. <laughs> See, I put on tennis shoes and long pants, 
and I double gloved it so that I could remove the outer gloves if they were wet and throw them away and put on a new pair of gloves more easily. Hmm. Um, and so I had a second pair of crappy nitrile gloves to protect myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the main reason. Yes. But it's all cleaned up. Purchased new bulbs. They weren't that expensive. Did you get incandescent ones again? Yes, because they're on like a a permanent fixture in my apartment. Oh. And so I figured when I move out, I'll need to leave them how they were because like I need matching bulbs for what's already there mm-hmm. unless I wanted to replace all six. Sure. Which, heck no. Um, so I got two more crappy incandescent bulbs because they were super cheap. Um, but at the same time, I had two other light bulbs burned out. So I replaced those with good LED bulbs. Okay. Which were, they cost an arm and a leg, but. But they're good. Hopefully they'll last, hopefully they'll last longer than my arm and my leg. So. Yeah. That's a, that's a good positive spin, Grant. Yeah. At the end of the day, it pushed me to buy light bulbs for things that I actually needed light bulbs for. Excellent. You brought, ooh, you brought F- minus by Tony Carrillo. Carrillo? 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 I don't know. How would you say it, Mark? I don't know. Not my job. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You've had a hard day. I'll give it. I'll give it to you. Um, so in this comic, we've got we've got two boys sitting sitting up in a looks like a treehouse, but it's just sitting up on top of a big wooden pole. They're both looking out of the entrance to the treehouse, and one is kind of leaning up against the side and is saying to the other one, I "Think that is right? A treehouse without a tree." Is just sitting up high in a box. So, Mark, are you going to interrogate me about tree houses again? Uh, no. Uh, first, I want to go through these comments because they're wonderful. Oh, God. They're not, but uh, there's eight of them, I which I feel like is more than we e- normally have. Yeah, I didn't even read the first one, but I read the the name of whoever posted yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm through that too. already expecting they'll be funny. So the first one is by Pauline underscore Gango F4. <laughs> oh, that's not... I didn't even uh, see that. Okay. And they say, that does look high. I hope you kept away from flight paths. Then we have from <laughs> P. Cawley or something. You'll be fine when the floods come. And then, uh, Dan, you... I can't... The difference between the I's and the L's are impossible to tell here. Okay. Dan Larios says, no. your ears will pop. <laughs> and anti-socialist says, the view is nice. And then not a troll says. All one word. All one word. Correct. Camel cased. Uh, I wonder how they're going to get down. <laughs> and then still star says, reminds me of Moonri- Moonrise Kingdom. And, uh, of course, the best <laughs> one, uh, a very positive contribution to this comment thread is T-E-G-M <laughs> saying, Tegum, Tegum saying, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so, uh, I want to talk to you about something specific Kay. and then something general. Oh, shoot. Something okay. specific 
Did you read the Magic Treehouse growing up? Yes. Okay. Well, I... Did you? <laughs> yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't be asking. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now I know why we're friends. We both read Magic Treehouse books. Yeah. Uh, my question for you is: If you could choose where to go in the Magic Treehouse oh, when shoot, you were a I... kid, oh god, where would you go? I. I have no idea, to be honest. Okay. There there were so many, like, wonderful places they went, and I read so many of those books, but I remember so little about them. The one that I remember most vividly right now that's like, yeah, that'd be awesome, was like, there was, oh, God, what was it? I don't even want to mess it up. Give me a sec to look it up, okay? I've got to figure it out. What was the name of the wizard lady? Do you remember? Like, that's all I remember. Like, I remember, like, maybe three or four different books. Like, the ones that I can think of are the dinosaur one, a pirate one, a uh, 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 medieval times one. Okay. And, because I just, like, I remember when we were kids, there were maybe a total of 30 that were out. I'm sure there's way more now. Was there maybe, like, like, an undersea one? Maybe. I feel like there were more than that. I feel no, like there I were remember. A lot. I remember like keeping up with them. Okay. Uh, waiting for new ones to come out. I found the, the one store. that I vividly remember, and it's a uh, Magic Treehouse Night of the Ninjas. That's the one that I remember best, and so I would have to say that one. But I have no idea for reals. Hmm. Okay, so I was correct. The uh, uh, High Tide in Hawaii, number twenty-eight, was published in two thousand three, and not a, okay. and a, and no others were published until two thousand seventeen. Oh wow! Night of the Ninjas, yeah. So I read. Okay, so I, yeah, so I guess I I didn't I looked up this list afterward. I guess I did just kind of list off the first few, huh? <laughs> Dinosaurs Before Dark, The Night at Dawn, Mummies in the Morning. I don't remember. Uh, I could probably convince myself that I do remember it, but it didn't come to mind. Pirates Past Noon, I did. I do remember that one. Uh, maybe Dolphins at Daybreak is what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Oh, I remember that one a little bit. They were good books. They were. I'd oh I'd be God. interested in reading another this one. Like brought now. me back. Wow. They were also like Morgan Le Fay. Is the name of the lady? What? Oh, a powerful oh, the, enchantress the, yes. in Arthurian legend. Yes, I thought you were saying the author for a second. I was like, no, that's no, not Mary the Pope, author. Harry Pope Osborne. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I have. I'm just like I'm on the Magic Treehouse website right now, and I'm just oh, clicking the website. through. I'm just on their uh, Wikipedia page. I want to. I want to get to the website then. I'm clicking through all the books and like every single one I'm like having flashbacks to read. <laughs> what if they have them on Kindle? Maybe I'll just cruise through a bunch of Magic Tree House books this month. Because <laughs> there's one there's one oh my god. It's called Vacation Under the Volcano. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but I feel like it's about like them going back to like Pompeii or something. And hmm. I remember that like fascinated me and then I like learned so much about Pompeii after that. Because it was super cool. Sure. Huh. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It like gets you into stuff. Like I I it's hard for me to chicken and egg reading the dinosaur 
book and being into dinosaurs, but they mm-hmm. are definitely very intricately connected either way. I also remember, this is going to be going way back, but back in elementary school, I don't remember what month is like reading month or whatever, but for a couple years, I think it was like third grade through fifth grade, during reading month, we would have kind of a, they would like try to get the kids to read more and stuff. And so mm-hmm. one of the things we did is we got to make, uh, I don't even remember what they were called. They were like reading chains or whatever. And so I feel like this is the thing I did. I think it had to, I don't know for every either book or chapter of a chapter book that we read, we got to like write what book it was and what chapter it was or whatever on this little strip of paper. And we Mm -hmm. got to like make it into a loop and add it to our chain. And so like everyone was trying to get, cause it was like hung up in the front of the classroom or whatever. Everyone was trying to get like the longest chain they could. And I vivid, like, I remember Figuring out that, like, yo, Magic Treehouse books are a great way to do this because the chapters <laughs> they have a lot aren't of chapters. that long. Yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of chapters. And they're, like, also vaguely, they're, like, pretty interesting books and, like, not unenjoyable to read. And I remember just going to town for years on Magic Treehouse books during reading month. Yeah. And just, like, ending the month with this chain that made me feel like a pimp, like, in Las Vegas or something. Yeah. And just, like, on the last day of the month, getting to bring it home on the bus and feeling like a total G. (laughs) And now just, like, looking back on that and thinking about how cool I felt with this chain and just, like, picturing myself wearing that now and trying to feel that cool. It's like I I could never do it. I had so much confidence as a kid. I wish I had it back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's sad. Uh... (laughs) I'm looking at I'm looking at these covers now and realizing that Jack looks a lot like Harry Potter. <laughs> he does, yeah. The it's the glasses though. I know. It's the only thing. <laughs> so the other thing that, that this this immediately as like I never really made this connection and I don't know if this will mean anything to you. But are okay. you aware of uh Mr. Peabody and Sherman? I think so. So uh, Mr. Peabody is like an anthropomorphic dog and Sherman is like the dim-witted nope. human boy that he like nope. <laughs> brings along with him on this. adventures. I was thinking about something very different. So it was originally a skit, not a skit, like a like an animated feature as part of Rocky and Bullwinkle in like the 60s or whatever. Oh. Um, and it was like four-ish years ago maybe that they came out with like a 3D animated movie. Of Mr. Peabody and Chairman, mm-hmm. uh, and I watched it. It was pretty good, <laughs> but <Okay. laughs> it's it's a very similar thing. So so typically, what happens is you know Mr. Peabody has developed a time machine, and it, what does he call it? Uh, I need to find the. What does he call his thing? Oh, yeah, that's right. So it is called the Wayback Machine. Um. Okay. Yeah. So, and either he goes back and does stuff and brings Sherman along, or Sherman will accidentally do something and Mr. Peabody needs to go save him. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's a, it's a similar sort of, I mean, it's a, a bit worse in terms of the, <laughs> the conceit of it is a little more uh, touchy than 
<laughs> the magic than the uh, childlike wonder of the magic treehouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, you still get a little bit of history out of it. Yeah. I still feel like I want an answer out of you, even if it's not a good one. Wait, what's the question I'm answering? Where you would go in the magic treehouse. I the wherever the Night of the Ninjas thing was. Okay. I think that's it. Gotcha. I I don't think I looked close enough through all the titles to be sure, but I mean you could come up with your own. You didn't have to go with the titles. Well, but like I'm just saying. I thought you were saying like where in this series. No, if you had a magic treehouse, where would you go? Oh, Oh gosh, I don't know. That's a really big. Oh, that. Oh, I don't know. There's some things that'd be really cool to see. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like I would waste it on. I. Oh, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I I thought it was like within the series, so I thought Night at the Ninjas. Boom. Well, I mean I'm that's done. fine. That's fine too. It's like, that's fine. I'll allow that reframing. My my brain stopped thinking about it, and that's fine. I would okay. definitely go for dinosaurs myself. Dinosaurs is cool, like, but it would be so so cool. Do you, did you remember reading uh, the Sound of Thunder in high school? Short story. Mm, I don't think so, but it is. Let me Google it. The. Uh, it's basically the butterfly effect story. I don't think so. I know about the butterfly effect, but I don't recognize this at all. Okay, that's Based fine. On. I read it the other day again because I just kind of came across it somewhere. I was like, ah, I want to read that again. Uh, and it was quite good. And it made me, despite... uh. Worrying about the butterfly effect, assuming that that's not a problem, would definitely want to go see a dinosaur in real life. Mm-hmm. That'd be so sweet. All right, let us continue. Okay. I hope you got something good for me. Uh oh. All right, we have Big Nate by Lincoln Pierce. Uh, we have Nate leaning uh, behind his desk, talking to his friend with a sheet of paper in his hand. And he says, look at this. Godfrey gave me a D for my class pe- preparation grade. She writes, Nate, you are constantly coming to class without the proper materials and supplies. Ugh, this is an outrage. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write her an official letter of protest. She can't call me unprepared and get away with it. And Nate's friend says, You'll be wanting to borrow a pencil, I take it. And Nate says, Yeah, and some paper. This feels like a... Oh, thank you, uh, Troy Lamborghini, by pointing out that... Oh, 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 <laughs> and com and commis, commis FTW both both say... Oh, the irony. Oh, how ironic. It's like, yes, thank you for explaining (laughs) the humor. (laughs) Oh, God. 
Okay, Grant. So, Mark. What are we talking about? I'm worried this is going to be a topic that you can't personally relate to, but we're going to roll the dice on it tonight. Um, so I was thinking about... Hope you got hot hands. Hope I have hot hands. No, my hands are about room temperature hot right Hot hands now. For, the, for them dice. Rolling oh, boxcars. sure, sure. Yeah, okay, whatever. Wow, <laughs> you've been... You're you're really you're really picking up on your what 1970s lingo right now, Mark. <laughs> Jesus. Yahtzee. Oh, I was a, you're breaking out that one. Anyway, I was just thinking about. So okay, no, I'll start with the story and then I'll get to the question. Oh God. <laughs> I leaned back in I, my chair. I love your reaction to the fact that I said that I was going to start with the story. I'm leaning back in my chair, Grant. Okay, so Mark, the story's quick. So tonight I I went to go rock climbing after work. I like packed up my bag of all the stuff that I needed um, before work and I brought it with me so I could just go straight to the place and get it done, you know? And so I, I showed up and I go into the locker room to change into the clothes that I was going to wear to rock climb because clearly I couldn't rock climb in the clothes that I wore to work. Um, so I go and I put on put on the shirt that I packed it was the right shirt all's good and then I go and I pull out the pants that I packed um or the pants that I thought that I packed and so I've got this pair of nice like I would call them like outdoorsy like zip-off pants I don't know if you're please tell me if you can picture what I'm saying yeah I'm with you uh yeah and so I go I go to put those on pull them up um and I notice oh I haven't worn these in a couple weeks I don't know why, but for whatever reason, the rest of the legs are zipped off. Um, I I generally prefer to rock climbing like long pants because with a rock climbing harness, like pants tend to ride up a little bit, and these zip off pants with the legs zipped off are already quite short. Um, and like it's fine. I don't have any problems with my upper thigh or like my lower thigh, I guess. But like. It was just like, it wasn't what I was expecting. And so it was just like weird. And I was just like, okay. And then I'm just kind of like getting all my other stuff ready. And I go to put on my belt. I'm like digging through my bag. I'm like, okay, where's the belt that I was going to wear with these? Uh, Cause like there's, they fit me all right. But like, I'd like to have a belt um, because they're slightly larger than I would want to wear without a belt. Uh, and I noticed I don't have a belt with me other than the like leather belt that I wore to work today, which isn't ideal for a, I would say, quote unquote, like working out situation. People don't typically wear weather, leather belts when they work out. Um, and so then I was just like, okay, I'm just going to deal with this. And then I go on and I'm getting my harness on and getting all my stuff. And I noticed, oh. I normally have a bag of chalk with me because that's something people use when rock climbing. I don't have my chalk bag. Okay. And so I'm just rolling with all these punches. Uh, And so it kind of got me thinking about showing up to things unprepared and I guess mentally how you address that. Um, I'm sorry, I zoned out. What was the question? I didn't ask it yet. Okay, good. But thank you for interjecting and letting me know that you zoned out. Yep. So my first question to you is, Mark, 
Do you, have you ever showed up to something unprepared? Almost certainly. Okay. <laughs> Assuming you have some recollection of that event, <laughs> I know it might have been long ago because of the perception that I have of you. Uh, how I'm would trying you, to think. Do you have any thoughts on like how you how you have mentally approached situations where you showed up to something unprepared and then if you can't say anything on that, how you think one should or advice for someone who shows up to something unprepared and how to come off as good as possible? Uh, most of the situations that I'm thinking of are situations that are almost irredeemable. Um, like I'm thinking of situations where maybe I showed up to uh, a baseball game and forgot like a glove or forgot other and other, some other piece of uniform. Okay. Like I, I definitely did that when I was younger. Um, anything recent? <laughs> I mean, that probably happened in high school at some point. Oh Jesus! You too. Yeah, uh, I'm too just, much. I'm just trying to think. Well, you have to remember that I don't do things. Also, that has to factor yeah, into this work. equation. Yeah, you never do something to, at work unprepared. <laughs> I don't need to bring anything to work. <laughs> Everything's <But> like, at work. <laughs> okay, so. I'm not even meaning just physically prepared. I'm thinking like, I don't know, you're sitting in on a meeting and you're asked about a topic that you haven't thought much about. Mm. Or I I do have one slight example, I guess. Okay. Is I did show up to teach multiple times in a row. I had totally forgotten to bring the guidebook and practice book that all the students have. And it's often very helpful for a teacher to have their own copy for reference. Uh, mm-hmm. as they walk around the class or want to do maybe something on the document camera or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten all of that. And in addition, I had also neglected to actually look at any of the slides ahead of time until I showed up to teach half an hour before class started. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think, I don't know, like in those situations, it's more just a quick recognition of what I'm lacking. And... Uh, quickly thinking about how I can make up for it. Okay. So I think I think I'm lucky to typically I'm not going to say lucky. Uh I have over time worked hard to typically be prepared and if I'm unprepared it is mostly out of a a typical habit kind of falling down. So something that I typically do and take for granted, I just neglect or forget to do. And all of a sudden I have to quickly deal with that. But it's something that I'm so familiar with at that point that I can think of how to deal with that without too much trouble. Mm-hmm. But that's mainly what comes to mind. Like, no, that, that kind of fits, I think. So, so I, from what you've said here, I gather that you're very much of a, I see what's gone wrong here. Now I'm into a, how do I fix it mindset? Yes. Like, do you, do you immediately plunge into the, okay, what do I do next sort of mode? Yeah. I would say that I have uh, trained myself or grown up in a way that that is mm-hmm. precisely how I operate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that that's like, at least in your experience, has that been kind of the best way to go about it? Yeah, because 
I can't like I can understand that if there are other uh background reasons for how someone processes stuff mm-hmm. where that's hard for them to do. Mm-hmm. Like I can understand that there are many other factors in someone's life where if something unexpected or overwhelming happens that just saying, oh, just figure out how to deal with it and deal with it is not useful. Uh, <laughs> but in that mm-hmm. case, I am lucky that that is more or less how my brain often works. Yeah. That I am typically able to take enough control of a situation if it's if it's just if I'm the main factor involved, like I messed up and this thing happened. Um, mm-hmm. then I can deal with it in a way that it's just, you know, try to mitigate its effect on other people if it's going to affect other people mm-hmm. and let it, uh, improve my future with a little bit of learning. Yeah. It's always good. It's always good to improve your future with For learning. example, my one, my mm-hmm. one example, that's a very, very... A uh, tiny, tiny example is that I got a new mouse that I really liked. Mm-hmm. It's kind of expensive, but I really like it. And it's just very, it feels very good in my hand. It's very ergonomic. I enjoy using it. And so I had been bringing it back and forth between work and home. And one day mm-hmm. I just totally forgot it at home and I had to go to work and had to go back to using an older mouse. And I was like using, I was like, God, after using this newer mouse, I hate this old one and I hate using it. And I don't want to make this mistake again, so I just bought a second mouse. Because <laughs> I was in a position to do that, and I said, you know what, this will fix all my problems. <laughs> Instead of remembering to bring a stupid mouse back and forth, uh, which is an unnatural thing to do with a mouse, you know? Like, you don't yeah. want to have to think that I'm going to take this thing, this small accessory that typically just exists on a desk, and bring it back and forth. So you can solve the, you can solve these issues. <laughs> I did the same thing with like toiletries and traveling. Like oh, okay. I, I don't think I was ever in a position where I f- totally <laughs> forgot stuff, but I was in positions where it was very oh. inconvenient or something. Yeah, and so you just buy other travel stuff. Like you set things up around you that make it very, very difficult to mess up. Mm-hmm. And that's the best I got. Okay. I find both those examples funny to me because the only mouse that I've personally purchased in my adult life was purchased specifically to bring back and forth and to like to be traveled with, I guess, from location to location. Well, I do have a travel mouse. Yeah. But that's for traveling away from work and home. Okay. It's not one that I want to bring back and forth between work and home. Oh God, you're you're a man of luxury, living with multiple mice. I am. Um, <laughs> Call me Cinderella. 